afternoon and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. Today is November 3rd, and we have a very quiet cryptocurrency day. In fact, um, you know, I was sitting here looking at the news, and it's kind of more of the same as it relates to the cryptocurrency space. So I thought I would delve into a couple of questions that people have about cryptocurrency and the future of it. Uh, But before we get into that, I just want to put my two Satoshis instead of my two cents. It's going to be my two Satoshis on what Lynn Richardson was just sharing and MC Light was just sharing. They were talking about the power of life insurance. And as I explained before, my husband and I are ex-financial advisors on purpose. And we sold all the policies that she talked about. And we literally over our span of 10 years have probably served. I'm I'm not even on account, but I know we've uh, actually handed out at least a dozen checks um, from individuals that were deceased. And that had all to do with all sorts of different situations. It's no, you know, cookie cutter, obviously. But we do know that those checks change the lives of families everywhere. And um, there was also another situation because she was talking about long-term care and she was also talking about disability insurance. And those are riders that you add to your regular policies. And we started offering those and our mechanic actually took out one of those riders for disability. And about five years ago, I'm going to say now, uh, I think it's been about five years, uh, he was under one of the cars at the shop right in South Central LA and the gas tank fell and hit the concrete and it sparked and the entire floor caught on fire and he was under the car and he caught on fire as well. Uh, Long story short, he spent months in the hospital and ladies and gentlemen, this was the first and the only person that we were able to, Well, this is the only person that we delivered checks to consistently, but that disability uh, writer that was added to his life insurance policy actually paid out because he was unable to work. He was unable to feed himself. He was, you know, he was really in bad shape at the onset of this and thank goodness he pulled through, but I don't think he would have done as well healing as he needed to. If his wife, who was a homemaker had to go and pick up everything and start working in order to take care of the family while he was down and in the hospital. But because of this writer that was added to the life insurance policy that had to do with disability, we were able to offer checks every other week and if my memory serves me correct they were about eleven hundred dollars a week which amounted to about twenty two hundred dollars every other week and I think it's 
was incredible. It didn't really replace his income, but it definitely, um, it definitely made sure that it supplemented his actual income. And so with that, uh, I wanted to just say that what they were talking about was an absolutely great thing for you all to really pay attention to. And while we don't uh, sell life insurance anymore and we're not in that space, we still think that that is one of the best kept secrets uh, specifically in our community and I know I'm here to talk about cryptocurrency and not talk about old money but I need everybody to really know that it's very challenging in our community talking to people about life insurance number one they feel like if they're starting to talk about this it is a bad omen and that something may happen to them and then if you think back I don't know how old you all are but I remember in the community in Watts where I grew up especially on my grandmother's block when they saw the insurance man come and everybody would run like they were uh, coming to try to sell them some sort of religion or something and they would just literally run in the house and shut the door from the insurance man and so I had to do my due diligence as I got a little bit older to find out why our community is so afraid of the actual insurance man and what I found was that over the years the insurance man in the past could not be trusted in its totality. Now, of course, in every industry, there are some great individuals. But what I found was when those policies that people have been paying on for years, and I mean years, sometimes 15, 20 years, uh, by the time someone passed away, and they went to collect on those policies, some of those policies, first and foremost, weren't even worth the check that they were printed on. And so they may have got $1,200 and they've been paying thousands and thousands and the teens of thousands for those policies. And so people just really didn't feel like it was worth it. But one of the other things that I found was that the older insurance individuals who were not doing things above board were actually taking premiums. And when someone passed away and they went to those insurance agents, they would find that there was no actual insurance even in place. And so once I learned that it gave me a better appreciation on how to really help deal with our community and see what I could do to really get us insured because all of the experiences in the past uh, brought us where we are today, which is why, you know, I really talk about making sure that you do have life insurance. It has to be a staple in your portfolio. You have to diversify, but you definitely need life insurance. So if you're listening today and you miss Lynn Richardson's show right before mine, please go on the podcast and listen to what they were talking Talking about because it is well worth it. I have again paid out many policies, uh, and they do send the checks to us as the advisors, and we go out and actually deliver them to the family. So with that, uh, that is part of what you need in your portfolio, and I think it's a great part of your portfolio. And when we come forward, we're going to get into the cryptocurrency conversation. We're going to talk about where we are in the market, and we're going to get into the broader understanding 
of what some of this regulation means and what some of this other stuff means as an investor in this volatile space. With that, um, when we come forward, we'll continue the conversation. We've got a lot to talk about. This is KBLA Talk 1580. In a moment, more with Naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. And so we are going to jump into the cryptocurrency conversation. And I am going to read a quote from Andreas Antonopoulos. And it basically says that there are a billion people right now with access to the Internet and feature phones who could use Bitcoin as an international wire transfer service. And once this is picked up and once this is realized, it is going to become a reality. And as I sit here today, I was privy to some conversations that had to do with Africa and some of the expats that are over there. Uh, The Philippines, some of the individuals that are over here working and sending money back to the Philippines. And believe it or not, there are a lot of individuals that are starting to send Bitcoin back to Africa, back to the Philippines, because it's just an easier way to go. And they're not sending Bitcoin because they want to circumvent any banking systems. They really just want to save money because if they look back over this year, which is what we did this morning on one of the calls, they will find or you will find that with the particular person that I was looking at and her financials, she spent over $4,900 this year sending MoneyGram back to the Philippines. Now, what if that $4,900 can be utilized by the individuals that are there in the Philippines? How many lives could she change? How many um, families could she feed? How many wells could she actually build? Um, You know, with that type of money over there in the Philippines. And so when you look at it that way, you really start to understand why cryptocurrency, Bitcoin specifically, is a great option for those that are unbanked or underbanked. Um, Because if they don't have a bank account, you that are over here in the United States can actually open up a Bitcoin wallet. You can use your bank to obtain the Bitcoin. And then when you send the Bitcoin to them, they can actually use it to transfer over into whatever uh, currency that they're using in their particular country. And it works really well. And I know a lot of you really don't understand the real need for people to use Bitcoin for money transfer, but it is huge. A billion people with cell phones, they can literally pick up and adopt Bitcoin and we can really change the way the game is. And these companies know it and that's why they're coming on board left and right. In just a few minutes, I'm going to talk about another company that is coming on board. And some of these you've heard before. 
Some of these I've talked about because initially they only wanted to deal with accredited investors. So if you weren't an accredited investor, you didn't have access to Bitcoin. And now they're realizing that they have got to make Bitcoin accessible to everyone. And so just doing my little research on how their programs work and is very interesting. And we're going to get into that right after the update. So ladies and gentlemen, where are we with Bitcoin. So a couple of things have happened. Um, The feds announced their 75 basis point rate hike. And initially, the markets were just kind of stable. They didn't jump up really high. They didn't go really low. And they're doing the exact same thing right now. And I am reporting you to, to you today to let you know that Bitcoin specifically, as I look at the chart on CoinMarketCap, is literally right now already going down. That means Bitcoin is at $20,233, and that is down 0.03% from where it was an hour ago. Um, my ticker just ticked up, so we are in the green. We're at 0.15% higher than we were 24 hours ago, <laughs> and we are down seven days, 1.24% from where we were seven days ago. And I try to tell you these things so that you can just kind of pay attention, but not really stress. Don't sweat the small stuff. We've got some massive building that's happening with Bitcoin. As we look at Ethereum, the price of Ethereum was $1,540. It is down as well, but it has more green than it does red. And then Tether. Now, this is the interesting one. When we see Tether all the way down, ladies and gentlemen, that is an indicator that the U.S. dollar is losing its value because Tether is tethered to the U.S. dollar, not backed by, but tethered to, meaning whatever the value of the U.S. dollar is, um, and so is the value of Tether, the USD stable coin this is what people like to accept in their business so they don't have to worry about the price of Bitcoin going up and down and let me just explain tether to you or just stable coins in general really quickly because it's important that you know why some people prefer stable coins so if you were to be on the um, the street and I sell you a t-shirt and I sell you the t-shirt for $20 and um, you decide okay I'm going to use Bitcoin because I see the sign here and you're accepting Bitcoin I accepted $20 worth of Bitcoin yesterday let's just call it yesterday and then today I am uh, seeing that Bitcoin is down 0.06% I no longer really have the $20 for that t-shirt that I sold. It may now be $19.20. I mean, $19.20, excuse me. Um, And then if the price goes up, that t-shirt value may now be $25.70. You know, it's just based on the volatility, the ups and the downs of Bitcoin. However, if you accept Tether, 
if people give you $20 worth of tether, then it's going to be worth $20 of USD. It's not going to do any fluctuating. So a lot of people are more comfortable with using tether or, or cashing their clients out into tether because they don't have to worry about any of the volatility or really paying attention to what's going on in the market. I say if you're going to do that, you might as well just put your money in the bank. Like, why are you even getting involved in Tether, in my opinion? Because it's never going to do anything more than what the U.S. dollar does. And if we understand and know that the U.S. dollar is losing its value, then we've got to really rethink why we would be buying USDT. But some people hold on to USDT because they really want to some security. They want a safety net. They want a safety blanket. And this this is one of the stable coins that a lot of people flock to, especially business owners. Um, and some of the companies that I am diversifying my cryptocurrency portfolios with, they accept USDT and they accept USDT because when they get it, they don't have to do much moving or doing anything else because it's always going to be stable for them. Um, and we've got to watch, of course, regulatory uh, bodies to see exactly what is going to be deemed a stable coin or security and all of those things. And we're going to talk about what that actually means to our investing as well today. And so a couple of other coins, ladies and gentlemen, that you all have been hearing get involved in, they actually took a dump, a bigger dump, uh, because... Tether, um, excuse me, Dogecoin is down 0.40% and it is at 12 cent right now. So I was trying to make sure we had the right price. Uh, yeah, it's at 12 cent right now. So if you know, like I know, like I told you a couple of days ago, I was suggesting that if you had Dogecoin, probably 14 bucks, 14 cent was about the best it was going to get to try to get out of that coin while the getting is good. But again, not providing any financial advice. I don't want it to go to dollar. Uh, and then you'd be mad at me. So use your own judgment. But again, if you look at the tokenomics, how many Dogecoin is in circulation and how much money is in the world, you tell me if you can get Dogecoin to a dollar because it is mathematically impossible. But Shiba Inu has fallen as well. Now I need you to take a look at this theme. You got this Twitter person. We're talking about Elon Musk that has pumped this stuff and told communities to get involved and that they need to have the fear of missing out and go and get something on the exchange. And then we look up and the market has tanked. And I don't know if it's in part uh, the Fed's actual rate hike or if it's just everyone really understanding that Mr. Elon Musk is going to do what he wants to do when he wants to do and really pump some stuff up without 
really caring about the ramifications to a regular everyday people and the hard earned money that they spend in the cryptocurrency space. And again, that's why I'm very careful about introducing any product or service to our community because I want to ensure that I'm doing all the right things and none of the wrong things. And sometimes we can bet on the wrong company and it can be a catastrophe. And so before you get involved, you need to do your due diligence. Um, and past performance is not indicative of future results in any shape, form, or fashion. So if your um, Bitcoin in the past has been up around 40000 50000 there is no no guarantees that it's going to get back up there. And so I am just sharing with everyone that it's time to just really stack and it's really time to pay attention to the fundamentals and it's time to pay attention to some of the other things that are happening because as long as your portfolio holds Bitcoin and again in your possession, not on the exchange, as long as you are in possession of your Bitcoin and things of that sort, you'll be quite okay. And I was just um, literally having an epiphany as I was talking. Uh, I shared a little bit earlier this week, unfortunately, that my pastor, one of my great friends, uh, passed this last weekend. And we have been talking about how he should secure his Bitcoin and make sure that his boys and his wife understand how to get a hold of the Bitcoin in the event that something happens immediately and he's not able to share that information well something happened immediately and um, I am really happy that we had that conversation so we know that he had everything decently and in order because none of us as Lynn Richardson said last hour none of us expect anything bad to us to happen but we have to always be realistic and understand that anything can happen at any time. And we've got to do something to ensure that our legacy is left to those that we love and that our legacy is attainable and people aren't just looking at a screen and they can see all of this money. Again, money can be whatever someone is willing to trade with you for goods and services. So, if it's Bitcoin they're looking at, we're going to call it Bitcoin is money. And so if they're looking at this Bitcoin and this wallet and they can't get to it because they don't have passwords and C words and all of those other things, it would be an absolute travesty. So as we talk and think about the life insurance piece that Lynn was sharing, as we talk about really beefing up our savings and making sure that we're covered in the event of an emergency, it is a good thing, ladies and gentlemen, to always, always triple check, maybe double check at least at least three times a year. Um, just check and make sure you can still get into those Bitcoin wallets where you stored your cryptocurrency. So hopefully by now you are not leaving your Bitcoin on the exchange because you've heard me talk about it. You've heard me say that a lot of the hacks, in my opinion, are um, some of the um, 
It is inside jobs. So you got to protect yourself away from those inside jobs and some of the things that are happening. So uh, get that ledger, get that trezor, get that keep key. Make sure that your friends and family, your family and your friends, whoever would be in charge of helping you, your family, in the event of your untimely demise, has access to all the information that they need. And then um, one of the other things that I wanted to share um, is that when you get these devices, I am needing for everyone to really pay attention to where you're buying them from and how the setup is being done, what the process is. If you haven't been to one of my Ledger and Me one, two, three courses, I suggest you sign up for that and we'll get it going in November. But you've got to know how to set that Bitcoin wallet up because you want to make sure it has not been altered or nothing is wrong that you uh, put your Bitcoin on there and then you lose it because you didn't know someone else had access to it. And so for that very matter, we trade up and change our uh, ledger wallets all the time. In fact, it's probably too much, but we do that because we don't know who may have access, who may be sitting around um, on the internet for that matter, just trolling and getting a snapshot of what we're doing. We have no idea because a lot of us don't understand the coding and all of those things that go on into uh, the internet. And so we could be putting ourselves at risk, especially if we're not using VPNs, virtual private networks. If you're interested in a virtual private network, please feel free to reach out and I'll give you that information. And there was a new company that started taking Bitcoin that's in the VPN space space. And um, when we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, after sports, traffic and news, we're going to get more into the cryptocurrency conversation. We're going to talk about uh, Fidelity, who's doing something special. And then we're also going to talk about the future of crypto. This is Ahead of the Crypto Curve with your host, Naja Roberts, on the unapologetically progressive KBLA Talk 1580. The station you turn to when you had it up to here with cultural incompetence. KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where everybody is somebody and nobody is a stranger. You belong here. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. I am um, making sure. All right. Welcome forward. Sorry about that. I am making sure we had the right information about Fidelity Investments because initially this morning they were stating that they were opening up trading for crypto. And now I see that they're actually putting people on a list. And so I wanted to make sure always that we get the best information. So CNBC is actually reporting that Fidelity is to open commission free crypto trading to retail investors. And so initially they wanted to only provide these services to uh, those individuals that they felt as though 
or that had the documentation to state that they were accredited investors. And so now they've moved the language to retail investors. That means everyone. But I need you to listen to this article because it tells you a couple of the tricks of the trade and when you know better you do better and so that is why we're here on ahead of the crypto curve so that you can stay ahead of all of this stuff so a lot of people are going to hear the word fidelity and they are going to jump up like they used to do with that toyota commercial where people put their feet in the air and they click their shoes together because they're so excited and then they're going to find out that fidelity is taking advantage of them and so I want to read this and I'm going to point out some key points so that we do not make this mistake again and I have to reiterate that the old way of doing things is over but the old people are going to come into the new space and try to come with the same old annex uh, their little addict, their little, the stuff that they do. And so we've got to make sure that we're on top of our game. So this is what the article says. Fidelity Investments is launching a commission-free crypto trading product for retail investors, which means they're not going to charge you any commission to trade your Bitcoin for them. The firm, one of the largest brokerages in the world, handles $9.9 trillion in assets. It opened an early access waitlist to users today. It was this morning. The service is called Fidelity Crypto. Now listen to this. They will allow investors to buy and sell Bitcoin and Ethereum and use custodial and trading services provided by its subsidiary Fidelity Digital Asset. So, first and foremost, you need to know that Fidelity is not going to give you your Bitcoin to put in your own wallet. You have to use their custodial account. So, just because it's a big name, people are going to flock out to Fidelity, and then when they flock to Fidelity, they're going to leave their Bitcoin on Fidelity's platform and they're not going to own it, but they're going to think that they own Bitcoin, but not your keys, not your coin. But I got something else that I read that I want you to listen to. Users will be required to maintain a dollar in their account as a minimum. No big deal there. Where our customers invest matters more than ever. That's what Fidelity says. So just know they don't want your investment dollars to go away from their platform. Fidelity said in a statement with CNBC, a meaningful portion of Fidelity customers are already interested in and own crypto. We are providing them with tools to support their choices so they can benefit from Fidelity's education, research, and technology. And so what are they saying? Our clients already hold it on their own, but we got to get it over to us so we can capitalize on what they're already holding. And so we're going to disguise this as education, resource and, and research and technology, all while we are taking advantage of them, just as we have with their regular fiat money. And what else they're going to do is this. It says, while 
while trades with Fidelity Crypto will be free of commission, the firm says it will factor in a 1% spread into every trade execution price. So, ladies and gentlemen, the the trade ain't free. They are adding a spread into every single trade and remember i told you the price of bitcoin is like a price of bread you go to food for less to buy that split butter top bread and it may be three dollars and ten cent and you may go to whole foods or gelson's or trader joe's and that same exact bread is four dollars and ninety cent why is that it's the same exact product but from store to store the price differences the price is different based on all of the the different elements that the the company, the store is factoring in. Maybe it's the price of the lease on the building and all those things. Well, Bitcoin is exactly the same. I can, as an exchange, charge pretty much whatever I want for Bitcoin if someone is willing to buy uh my Bitcoin from my service. And so what I really feel like Fidelity is about to do is utilize their name to get in this space and take people's Bitcoin and leave people high and dry at the end of the day because there is nothing anyone can do. And I'm telling you right now, I'm still trying to figure out if FDIC works, how you can get your federal deposit insurance uh, corporation moving on your behalf when something happens with your banking institution because i haven't seen that yet so let alone cryptocurrency uh being at the whim of fidelity and them doing something with it or losing it or getting hacked for that matter because they're not uh, they're just not uh in my opinion uh the people that you should be buying bitcoin from whatsoever there are so many other places that will allow you to buy your bitcoin and put it into your own private wallet do not fall back into the same okie doke that we just are coming out of the digital revolution is upon us and your keys are most important so not your keys not your coin and so uh, that's one of the biggest things that's happening right now so I want you all to be aware of that so if you go and you're all excited and I know there's tons of people that are excited uh, there was a young lady that I was talking to and her daughter had the ability to get involved with Fidelity and Bitcoin in her 401k. And she was just ecstatic that her daughter could get a hold of Bitcoin in her 401k through Fidelity because it's a big name. And um, I don't even really know how well they're doing with that because, again, that is just a way to really bait people in to use their products and services instead of other ones obviously that's what they're in business for and they do a great job at it but just be careful as you move forward with these particular type of platforms again if you haven't already heard me say so one of the other places you need to stay away from is SoFi SoFi Financial they do the same exact thing Venmo they also do the same exact thing with their Bitcoin. Uh, and then you have Robin Hood. And Robin Hood is Robin Hood. And they say that sometimes 
they allow you to take the Bitcoin off depending on your personal demographics. How is that fair? I, I just don't like that at all. And that is, again, the reason why we're getting away from centralization so that they can't dictate what we do and what we don't do. So um, so you got so far, you got PayPal. PayPal's letting some people take their Bitcoin off. Venmo, Webull, and um, Fidelity is definitely on that list. So you want to be very careful as to who you give your hard-earned money to, thinking you have Bitcoin and not receiving what you need to receive, which is your Bitcoin in your wallet. When we come forward, ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk about the cryptocurrency event of events that are going on right now as we speak. And we're going to talk about tonight's state of black America address. When we come forward, this is KBLA talk 1580. Old money, old money, new money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA talk 1580. <laughs> Now, let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. Hey, welcome forward. And so, you know, I always like to make sure that you are up on everything that's happening in and around this space, even if it relates to my children or me or something that we're experiencing. And earlier this week, I told you all that my son was one of about 35 people that were laid off as a Bitcoin miner in Austin, Texas, or outside of Austin, Texas. And so Bitcoin miners are struggling as energy prices rise and the hash prices fall. And so I just wanted to give you a little bit of insight as to what is going on. Now, Bitcoin isn't suffering, but those who create the Bitcoin using these machines called miners, um, that hash, hash rate has actually fallen. And so Bitcoin prices have continued to hold near 20,000 this past week, but some of the miners are crumbling as spiking energy prices and historically low hash prices cut into profits. And so uh, what I found out with my son's company specifically is they hadn't secured an actual energy deal. And so when they reached a certain point of energy that they were running, all of their machines would actually cut cut off. And so um, it's been a while that it's been doing that and they've been losing millions of dollars a day. And so they finally were able to get the actual uh, contract in place with the energy company or the energy contract. But that still is leaving them uh, reeling and trying to catch up from ex- about two months of losses. And so even though Bitcoin's price has been down for a while and has fallen about 50 50 year to date. The dominoes just began to fall for the Bitcoin miners. So what is actually driving this implosion? There are a lot of different issues in motion. Obviously, the global recession is looming on top of inflation and rising prices of electricity. Christopher Perception, which is one of my good friends, founder of Precept and CEO of No Code Clarity uh, is saying that miners are struggling for a multitude of reasons right now. And so we know that the hash price is a metric that determines the market value for each unit of hashing power. 
which is set through changes in the Bitcoin mining difficulty. And a lot of that stuff is technical, but for the most part, if they're in the Bitcoin mining space, this is the lowest that they've been making on Bitcoin in a while. So the hash price is near a historical low. It's right now around $70.72. And just so you get a feel for where it should be, it should be around $361 as it was a year ago. Additional energy prices have increased across markets which means miners' expenses are at an all-time high. So we're going to stand by and see what happens. Um, someone is creating Bitcoin. Somebody somewhere is always creating Bitcoin with their mining machines. And just because one company shut, shut down, it doesn't mean that there's other companies. And his company didn't actually shut down. They just kind of scaled back on all the employees that they had and all the things that they were doing. And so it's understandable in this bear market. And we've been talking about how to survive this crypto winter. And I am saying I think it's going to get a little colder before it gets warmer. So when we come forward we will get into our daily dollar cost average and then we're going to talk about the future of crypto because i couldn't even get into that so we'll probably continue that conversation tomorrow but ladies and gentlemen when we come forward this is ahead of the crypto curve on kbla talk 1580 you're linked to the midday money chain with lynn richardson and Naja roberts exclusively on kbla talk 1580 broadcasting live from the Word park usa Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio. KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Okay. And so tonight, tonight from 7 to 9 p.m., we would love for you to get ready for Agenda for California, an African-American perspective. It is going to be moderated by the host of A More Perfect Union, and that's Dr. Ni Quartelai Quarte. And that is again tonight on KBLA Talk 1580. This conversation is actually going to feature an all star panel, including the Secretary of State, Ms. Shirley Weber. And we also have the Superintendent of Public Instruction, Tony Thurman, LA County Supervisor, Holly Mitchell, Assemblyman. Isaac, Brian, and more. And so please do not miss the Agenda for California and African American Perspective, which is tonight from 7 to 9. All of the episodes for all the four that were previously done, as well as tonight's, will be in a series, and they are available on podcasts and in video format on KBLA1580.com on the KBLA app. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to do our daily dollar cost average. A DCA keeps poverty away. And I am sure trying to keep poverty away from my family. So I am going to get my $6 ready and I'm going to open up the Black Wall Street wallet, which happens to be one of the only black wallets that is out there right now that is independent of any of these other platforms. So the Black Wall Street wallet, we're going to open it. We're going to click on a purple circle in the middle and we are going to actually click on buy 
asset. I'm going to pick my KBLA Talk 1580 wallet and I am going to designate it to go there and then I'm going to click on $6 and we're going to do it one time. Again, you can set it up and forget it if you need to, uh, but I like to do this every day because the volatility is just goes away in my opinion if you're only doing six dollars when it's high when it's low when it's indifferent so with that ladies and gentlemen i'm going to click the button to continue and voila i have purchased more satoshis today than i did yesterday a satoshi is the smallest increment of a bitcoin just like the smallest increment of a dollar is a penny with that ladies and gentlemen we are making way for the dl hughley show you all know i say that dl is the truth i appreciate each and every one of you for rocking with me today on the head of the crypto curve come back and see me and listen to me tomorrow because we've got a lot to talk about we are going to interview a young lady uh, her name is Alana and she has her own cryptocurrency company and she is here in Los Angeles for the LA Blockchain Summit and um, there's also another conference going on today called Crypto for the Culture and it's 100% online so you can google it and find it uh, if you need me I'm Naja Roberts on all social media no dots no underscores no periods I want to thank you again for tuning in to Ahead of the Crypto Curve on the Unapologetically Progressive KBLA Talk 1580. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.